In a world where sports rule the airways, there are two who dare to break from the norm. It's time for the Movie Zone, starring Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot. Now playing on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Happy 4th of July pre 4th of July weekend. Where has this year gone? It's it, already dude, the 4th of July. Remember July last year when yeah. the bubble was just about to get underway again in Orlando? Yes. And, and we've come a long way since last July and in some ways we've gone nowhere. And so have the Phoenix Suns. Oh, They've I gone a long that. way since last year. I can't do it. Uh <laughs> they oh, It's better than the Clippers. Come on. I don't know. Really? Uh, welcome in. It's the movie zone. He's Johnny. I'm Austin. I don't know if it is, man. I yeah, Sometimes it's better for the team that beat your team to win it all. Right, because it doesn't make you feel as bad. I, I understand that. But this is a year for injuries. I mean, with Giannis going down, yeah. I mean, it's just like, what is going on? Yeah. Do you think this year will have an asterisk by it? No, the year of injuries? I don't think so. Uh, it will, Well, that's it'll have a... It'll have a uh, metaphorical asterisk. But right, like last year did too. That, but that's, I don't think last year should either. Right. I just think it's circumstance. There's always circumstance. It is what it is, right? And all these injuries, they're not all, like Mike Conley's hamstring, yeah, that's a type of injury that comes from overuse, but also he's at the age where he's played a lot of minutes and that's going to happen. Right. Whether or not it's an 82 or 72 game season, I don't know that that really mattered in that in that situation. Giannis Antetokounmpo's injury was a freak accident thing. Right. As was Trey uh, Young's. Trey Young's. Yeah. Stepping on a referee that has nothing to right. do with a 72 game. They should have thrown the ref out, gave him a flagrant two, and thrown him out. Uh, Donovan <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's ankle. That was just something that happens in any game and yep. any other time. Yeah. It's 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 part of the game as much as we don't like it. Because it happened to our team, mm-hmm. we—it's uh, part of the game. I mean, it's—it it is what it is. But I—I I really am—I'm going for the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Are you really? Yep. Okay. I can't see Chris Paul win a title. I don't want to see Chris Paul win a title. I just I, there's something about him. I think he's a great player, but I just his off-court stuff I'm not a fan of. Or his on-court stuff. Or his insurance commercials. Yeah, well, that I, I just I don't like that he punches people in the beans and gets away with it constantly. I don't like his flopping. I don't like his gamesmanship. I don't like he's a he's a royal a yeah. Deutsche Bank. Yeah. Well, now and, and this he's, is and, by all accounts he's a good father. That's sure, fine, but sure. I'm talking on the court. No, I can't do it. So I know we need to talk about movies, but what was your thought of the Patrick Beverly push from behind on Chris Paul? Did you kind of cheer secretly in your chair? No, okay. I didn't cheer. Secretly, oh, yeah, it was out loud. <laughs> I didn't cheer at all. But I, honestly, my first thought was, "What did Chris Paul say?" Right, that's what I want to know too. And apparently, it's nothing. I'll tell you what; it made me really not want Patrick Patrick Beverly to be on the Jazz if he was ever to come here. I have never really thought that. I thought he's a great Patrick player, Beverly. even back in you know in the old he's days. A with terrible me. offensive player. He's an average defensive player that talks a lot, so he yeah people think he's a better defensive player than he is. Uh, I'm surprised that what he did to Chris Paul he hasn't done before. He does a lot of stuff clandestinely in the game, but anyway. Anyway. All right, movies. Uh, we've got, what, four new movies One, this week? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, five. Five. Five new movies to, to preview. Uh, we did see 
a movie that will come out at some point in this calendar year, fingers crossed, but we cannot talk about it. We are not legally allowed to. We have signed in blood and have promised our firstborn that we would not talk about it. So we won't. Right. We can't. We lose them. Uh, So that will be later in the year. Uh, And... But next week, Black Widow will come out. Yes. And I have my reservations f- about it other than it's another Marvel movie. I, I, I'm I excited because it is another Marvel movie. I've been <laughs> watching all... I've watched every Marvel movie. I've watched all the TV shows. I've done uh, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm already halfway through Loki. I haven't missed an episode yet. And I'm just stoked. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next phase. We could not be more opposite I know. in that regard. I know. And I'm in the minority for sure. I'm but, a nerd. Uh, it's cool. I'm a nerd. But uh, just real quick to get this out of the way, Johnny, my reservation about Black Widow is why why do they have to do a commercial with LaMelo and Lonzo Ball during the playoffs that features Black Widow? It's like one of those mashups right. where LaMelo and Lonzo are driving and Black Widow s- screams by him on a mo- motorbike and... They do it, that every year, don't they? Isn't there some it, some movie thrown in with the sure, NBA? Sure, but name me a movie that did that, and you liked. You were like, "That's the best movie." They did a really good job with that movie. Uh, I, I I can't even remember what last year's was. To be totally <laughs> so, honest with it you, it just worries me that <laughs> they're latching on to that so hardcore that maybe it's not. It's be that marketing. Good. Come on, man! It's marketing. All right, but also uh, we have a showdown. Uh, yeah, that you sent out. And then you have a review for us. So let's let's get the showdown results. Sure. And then uh, let's get a review from you. Well, this year's, uh, this year's, this week's <laughs> Sunday night DVD uh, showdown, I kind of went old school 80s and 90s. I wanted to go with one of my favorite actors from the 80s, which was Christian Slater. Love, you know, like Broken Arrow, uh, Young Guns 2. I mean, it goes on, pump up the volume and the movies go on and on and on. But I really... Wanted to put 1988's Heathers against 1998's Very Bad Things, both starring one Christian Slater. And Austin, I don't know what's going on, but every week it's a major blowout. Major. Heathers wins with 75% of the votes versus Very Bad Things with 25% of the votes. Wow. And I got to be honest, that's the right choice, but I expected it to be a little closer. Uh... Okay, here's my problem, and perhaps you saw my reply to the Movie Zone Movie Showdown this week. Mm-hmm. I've seen neither movie. In fact, didn't know either movie existed until this poll. Really? And I still don't know what either is about. So I didn't vote in the showdown, and I can't tell you what I think what wow. should have or shouldn't have won, because I don't know. I've The only thing I know Christian Slater from, really, is The Office. Where he plays the spokesman for right. Sabre, wow. Saber Printer wow. Services. So, uh, Christian Slater, your guy, I don't know. I don't have much of a reaction for you. Other than I do think that uh, on these polls, on these showdowns, I think um, you said you think that that's the right way to go, but that it should be a little closer. I think that that's where you and I are blinded by our love for the other movie. Probably. So if it is the right way to go, then maybe it is seven out of ten people prefer. Right. You're saying our love for both movies. You know, we like them both. But uh, I I don't know. I mean, if you think Heather's... What's Heather's about? A girl named Heather? No, a bunch of girls named Heather's. Okay. Think... uh, Heather's? Heather's. No, her name's Heather. There's multiple Heather's. Heather's, Yeah. Think (laughs) think Mean Girls. Okay. But different. Okay? Okay. 
Does that help like at all? Super secret spies or something? <laughs> no, not spies. Is it an action movie? Is it a comedy? It's a yeah. Is yeah. it a coming of age high school uh, comedy? It's it's a high school movie. It's uh, is it like John Tucker Must Die? <laughs> it's got Winona Ryder in it. Who? Right? Who? <laughs> really? The girl that steals her clothes. She's she's like kind of the most popular. Uh, she's part of the most well. She's part of the most popular clique. In high school, right? Uh-huh. But she disapproves of other girls' cruel behavior, so she kind of... Is this where the phrase, the Heathers, comes from? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. It's kind of revenge, so you should love it and should see it. Yeah, I like revenge. Uh, and then what bad things will happen about, or whatever. Very bad things? Yeah, ba- very bad things. Just very bad things, <laughs> Is it a horror movie? It's just very bad Tell things. Tell me what it's about. You really, you, you're, you're joking about this, right? I you don't, don't know what it is? I've never heard of it. All right. It's about a bunch of friends that head to Las Vegas for a bachelor party. Doesn't that sound a little bit like The Hangover? Okay. Only things go wrong and a woman is killed soon. And I'm just reading the synopsis here because... I think it's better than how I would do it. The bodies are piling up and the friends are finding themselves turning against one another to cover up stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um... The cover-ups 40, build... 41% Rotten Tomatoes on that movie. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Okay, so these are... I'm assuming these are very two very bad movies. Yeah, it's very bad things is like a oh, comedy... Oh, Heather's got 93 at Rotten right, Tomatoes. Right, right. So. Uh, it's a comedy, crime, thriller, very bad things. I think you'll love both of them, personally. The whole okay. dead bodies piling up thing. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Cameron <laughs> Diaz and John Favreau in it. Yeah, I'll probably a, never see it. It's but. a huge cast. All right, so that was the Movie Zone movie showdown this week. Uh, you thought it would be closer. It wasn't. I'll give you some kind of family-friendly film this coming weekend. <laughs> Probably 4th of July related, right? Why do I always take them off the deep end? (laughs) I don't know. Hey, before we dive into the five new movies this week, Johnny, Mm -hmm. you saw In the Heights. Man, I did. And I told you it's a really, really, really good show and that it was going to be a sneaky good hit and it was going to win Oscars. Was I right? Yeah. Okay. You were right. It's, uh, you know, I didn't know what to think. I hadn't seen the, the, the play. I knew nothing about it. Um, I went into it just completely wide open. What's going to happen? Um, other than I know it takes place in Washington Heights and in New York City. And I thought the music was awesome. I thought the singing was awesome. I think the rapping was unbelievable. The writing was great. I think it was a little long, but you told me that the stage play itself is long. Yeah. So the movie kind of has to follow that. Um, the movie's six hours, which is great. Perfect. It's not no. six hours. But uh, you know, there's the, an intermission. You come back the next day. And come back the it? next yeah. day and finish it up. No, the uh, I'll tell you the only thing that really disappointed me is apparently I'm gonna have to move to New York. So when I go outside my house, everyone is singing and dancing. Because <laughs> I walked outside after you know I, I walked out of the movie theater. I came back home, walked outside my house. No one was singing and dancing. No flash mobs. No flash mobs. Mm. I was disappointed. I wanted that. It's like I want to live in Washington Heights. <laughs> I want to be in the Heights. So uh, we have the opposite then. Because when I watch a musical, I get done watching a musical. I'm like, I enjoyed that, but man, I'm glad it's not real life. (laughs) And I'm a musical guy. But can you imagine if, like right now, as I'm telling you this, I stand up and start doing a solo with, and then this group fills in behind me and starts dancing and how weird and strange that world would be. Have you ever yeah. seen the Scrubs episode about that? Yes, where they. Yes. Where the. Yes. Oh, what's her name? She's a famous. She's a Tony Award winner uh, from Broadway, but she has a disease where 
life is always in a musical. But well, anyway. uh, the Sim- uh, not the Simpsons, South Park also did it too. They did oh, they kind did? of a, a, a spoof on High School Musical. I see. Where one of the boys wasn't going to take part of it, like, and he'd start joking with them. He'd start going on a rampage, and the music would start underneath him. Da 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 da, and he'd go, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right." Uh, so, in the Heights, well worth the time. That yes, even it's a lot of absolutely. Time. It's it's awesome. It like I said, I didn't know anything about it other than what you had told did me. You cry. I did not cry. Did you feel it though? No, I did not feel it. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I just I just thought it was fun, great. The music was awesome. See, you have no feelings for Usnavi and everything that he for Navy. <laughs> Usnavi. <laughs> Right. Yeah, U.S. Navy. Yeah. No, I had feelings for him, of course, but uh, wait a second. That came out totally wrong. <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed it. I did not cry. I did not get emotional during it. Um, but I'll tell you what, there's definitely some throwbacks to Hamilton in it. Well, no. Hamilton has throwbacks in the Heights. Well, this in the... was written and done before Hamilton. In the Heights, there is a song playing over the radio and it's from hamilton gotcha there are a couple uh isn't the guy that played general washington in the hamilton isn't he in this uh, i'm not sure leslie odom jr maybe he might yes that. yes uh but the the main star anthony ramos is definitely in hamilton all right so there you go in the heights i think the summer hit that no one's talking about so go see it it's good all right let's talk about the five new movies this week johnny um a bunch of stuff and that's about as nicely as I can put it for this week's new selection at the theaters. Being, there might be a sneaky good one in there, though. I, and I, I think we're thinking the same movie, but uh, out of all of them, there's one I'm extremely excited to see. But right. we'll get to that. Let's get to uh, your family-friendly one first. <laughs> uh, it's called uh, Boss Baby something or other. Boss Baby 2? Family Business. Family Business, thank you. Um, starring, of course, the, the voice talents of one Alec Baldwin. Uh, you've got James Marsden, Eva Longoria, and Amy Sedaris. Rated PG, family comedy. The Templeton brothers have become adults and drifted away from each other, but a new boss baby with a cutting-edge approach is about to bring them together again and inspire a new family business. Terrible. Yeah. Awful. Don't waste your time seeing this movie, even on $5 Tuesday, but I will tell you this much. Okay. If you have a gaggle of children, 10 years... Uh, probably eight years and younger. Mm-hmm. Take them to a midday showing when no one else is really in the theater. And take a nap. Enjoy the 73 degrees comfortable cool that is out always the temperature at Megaplex theaters. Right. And kick back in that uh, big leather chair and close your eyes and let them laugh at poopy diaper jokes <laughs> and uh, you get an hour and a half nap well you're exactly right i mean when we went and saw the movie that shall not be named um <laughs> it was uh it was very comfortable in there i'll tell you <laughs> it was very comfortable the temperature was right it felt great and that is the perfect temperature to see our next movie the forever purge well hold on hold on <laughs> you're going too fast no i'm man. not we got to do the poll question oh the poll question this week is built off Boss Baby. Oh, whatever. Do your thing. Get on Twitter at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot, at Zone Sport, or at Johnny Lightfoot1, at Zone Sports Net. I kind of took some liberty with this. Boss Baby was not one of these movies, but it's an animation. So I went with name an animated movie you saw begrudgingly, but ended up really liking it. Did you like Boss Baby 1? No. That's okay. why I said it's not one okay. of those. Okay. Okay. 
but perhaps someone will see Boss Baby Family Business and uh, end up liking it. And I don't think it's possible, but maybe. I put my GIF, though, my answer in GIF form on the poll question. Yeah. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Okay. I saw that not wanting to and love it. Yeah. So That one was kind of on the fence for me, too. I, so I got it. We'll get your poll question responses in segment two. Now you can tell us about murders. This is your type of movie. So the premise of The Purge... Right. Matches right. I've never seen it. Oh, Austin, you need to see. There's like a whole franchise a of them now. Film. It's a slasher. It's No, it's not a slasher. Yes. No. A, yes. No. No. It's not a slasher where you're like waiting for, I don't know who was, Jason to come around the corner and get you. No, this is your kind of movie. Someone, me- someone messes with you or pisses you off, you can go kill them. One day a year. One day a year. Sun up and sunrise, or sunset, right? Right. It's a 24-hour period. And now this is like the fifth movie in the installment, right? Sure. Something like that. The The Forever Forever Purge. Purge. Rated R horror action starring Josh Lucas, Will Patton, Anna de la Reguera. Pretty close. I'm telling you what. Anna de la Reguera. I swear, Larry Tassoni, our friend at Megaplex, (laughs) just puts these names. He's making names up at this point. No, she was the nun in Nacho Libre. Sure, she was. Uh huh. She's probably not even in the movie. What? What? What is? Uh, he sings an Escalante. What? What's her name? He sings a song about uh, Esmeralda. What is her name? I don't know. Oh, well, I don't anyway. know. But the Forever Purge. All the rules are broken as a sect of lawless marauders decides that the annual purge does not stop at daybreak and instead should never end. <laughs> so, all right. Yes. Encarnacion. Now, Sister Encarnacion. This is your type of series. I know you don't like horror movies, Austin. Nope. But you like revenge. I do like revenge. And this is your type of revenge. Um, they wear cool masks. I don't know, man. They chase people around the city. So I'm about revenge. I'm not about murder revenge. Unless you set off a firework after 11 p.m. There you go. (laughs) That would qualify for Purge. Or this year, if you set off a firework any day at all. At time, yeah. Uh, All right, so the Forever Purge, a good way to celebrate The 4th of July. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Now, this one I think might be the sneaky release of the week. Oh, okay. Were we both looking at the right one? No, no? I was thinking the Forever Purge. Uh, You were really? Oh, of course. Uh, no, I'm thinking The God Committee, a PG-13 drama thriller starring uh, Julia Stiles, who I didn't know was still acting, Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> who I didn't know was still alive, Coleman Domingo, and Janine Garofalo, who I thought wow. was playing quarterback for the 49ers. <laughs> when a donor heart unexpectedly arrives at a New York hospital, an organ transplant committee must convene within one hour to decide which of the three other patients deserves the life-saving heart. Not going to be a fun ride. Mm-mm. It's going to be a tearjerker. This is like a real-life scenario, man. This this stuff happens every day, and we don't hear about it. We don't look into it. It might be a sneaky good movie. It might really, really, really suck. I don't know. But I'll go back to this. It's always 73 degrees comfortable <laughs> at Megaplex theaters. Grab some popcorn, fill up your drink. If you hate it, yeah, you have a nap in a nice big comfy chair in the air conditioning. Love it. All right. Summer of Soul is our <laughs> next movie. It's a rated PG-13 music documentary, and it seems to be the man who is on fire right now, starring Lin-Manuel Miranda. 
This man is on fire. Chris Rock and Stevie Wonder. Yes, it is a music documentary. Summer of Soul is part music film, part historical record created around the epic event that celebrated black history, culture, and fashion. Over the course of six weeks in the summer of 1969, just 100 miles south of Woodstock, the Harlem Culture Festival was filmed in Mount Morris Park. The footage was never seen and largely largely forgotten about until now. Hmm. The feature includes never-before-seen concert performances by Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, Gladys Knight and the Pips, uh, Mahela Jackson, B.B. King, The Fifth Dimension, and many more. I've never heard of the Harlem Cultural Festival. I Truthfully, I have not either. So this is going to be very interesting. It's something I have not seen before, being the music freak that I am. Dude, this would this would be really cool to go see on the big screen. Absolutely, the with the set surround sound and all that. But to see BB King in action up on the big screen, Sly and the Family Stone. Eh, they're fine. No, come on. We just use them for band of the day like every other week on I the know. big show. You're probably fed Gordon up. Gordon loves them. Stevie uh, Wonder. I mean, yeah. This, this whole thing is 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 going to be awesome. Just reading that synopsis. Yes, please sign me up. And then finally, a special screening at select locations on Wednesday, July only, it says. I I don't know what date that would be. It may have been yesterday, but maybe it's next Wednesday. But a select screening only for The Price of Freedom, a look into the inner workings of the NRA and its influence, featuring interviews with government leaders, NRA reps, and people whose lives have personally been touched by gun violence. Uh, if the NRA is getting none of the money, I'll support this film. It's uh, yeah, I agree with you there. All right, so to recap, five new movies: The Boss Baby, Family Business, <laughs> The Forever Purge, Yay, The God Committee, question mark, mm-hmm. Summer of Soul. I'm intrigued. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and then The Price of Freedom. I don't think so. But maybe, maybe Maybe. it turns out to be a great documentary. It could be. All right, that brings us to segment two on the other side and your poll question responses. What is an animated film you saw begrudgingly but ended up actually liking it? Get on Twitter. I'm at Austin Horton. Johnny's at Johnny Lightfoot One. The station is at Zone Sports Net. We'll get your responses on the other side as well as a... uh, (laughs) <laughs> this week in music <laughs> history lesson from uh, Johnny Lightfoot with Soundtrack of the Week. Stay tuned. Segment three uh, from the archives. Uh, I forgot what the movie is already, so we'll all be surprised together. Awesome. Coming up next here on the Movie Zone. <laughs> Locked on to the movie zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Zone. This is the Movie Zone. Austin Horton, across from me, I am Johnny Lightfoot. This is Little Richard. Of course. Right? And this is the... I mean, this is the obvious Little Richard song. Everyone knows this song. If you don't know this song, where you been? What movie comes to mind when you hear this song? A Anything lot. specific? There is, but I can't give it away. Uh, Just oh. yet. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. Well, the Just one that comes, yet. One that comes to my mind is Brave Little Toaster. Okay, what? Yeah. I've never even heard of that movie. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's an animated movie. That's why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> right. Little Richard, or also known as Richard Wayne Penniman, born December 5th, 1932, died May 9th, 2020, Austin, not that long ago. Better known as Little Richard. He was an American musician, singer, songwriter. He was an influential figure in popular music and cultural for seven decades. He was nicknamed the innovator, the originator, the architect of rock and roll. Which, that's funny, because didn't we just talk about Chuck Berry, who was kind of also known as that? Yeah. Uh, Some of Little Richard's most celebrated work dates are from the mid-1950s, where his charismatic showmanship and dynamic music characterizes by frantic piano playing, pounding backbeat, and raspy shouted vocals, which laid the foundation for rock and roll. Tutti Frutti, the song we just heard, is one of his signature songs. It became an instant hit, Austin, crossing over to the pop charts in both the United States and overseas in the United Kingdom. His next single, Long Tall Sally, which is a 1956 hit number one on the Billboard Rhythm and Blues bestsellers charts, followed by a rapid succession of 15 more in less than three years. No big deal. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, concert promoter Don Arden, which I have a side note, remind me about that, uh, pursued him to do a European tour. And during this time, the Beatles opened up for Little Richard. And Little Richard helped advise the Beatles on how to perform songs and taught the band's member, Paul McCartney, his distinctive vocal techniques. Okay, doesn't he, they don't sound anything like Little no, Richard. No, but they, they took from him is what I'm trying to say. They took his ideas. Like, think about Twist and Shout. Okay. Like yeah. that kind of screaming thing. You know, you yeah. hear you hear Little Richard do that type. Wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, Little Richard was honored by many institutions. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as the first part, as, the, as part of the first group of inductees in 1986. He was also inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and he is a recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Recording Academy and a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Rhythm and Blues Foundation. Now, as mentioned, mentioned before, sadly, on May 9th, 2020, Richard died at the age of 87 in his home in Tennessee, from a cause related to bone cancer. Mm. After two-month illness, his brother, sister, and son were with, were with him at the time of his death. In the following days, musicians came together giving tributes, which included Bob Dylan, Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger, John Fogarty, Elton John, Lenny Kravitz, as well as many, as many others to help honor Little Richard. Uh, definitely a pioneer. Definitely to be revered. Definitely a talent. Oh. Uh, uh, he, he was... He was a little wacko. A little he never, wacko. He never really knew what he wanted to be right. uh, in any walk of life. Uh, he flip-flopped a lot of beliefs, and, and but, you know, that should be afforded any person. Sure. Uh, you can change and evolve and go back and go forward and whatever. But uh, I think that Little Richard, there is no uh, uh, Steve Ty- Steven Tyler without Little Richard. There's a lot of nobodies without Stephen, without a Little Richard. You know what I mean? There's a I lot of people see, would not have their style that we know. Yeah, I including just, the Beatles. I, I I've never seen Little Richard and Steven Tyler sing in the same room at the same time, so I'm not convinced they don't share a vocal cord because <laughs> they sound uh, just like each sure. other. But uh, uh, definitely an influence on the world. Especially in music, but also movies, and that's what we're here to talk about. Well, one of the one of the interesting things was a clip I watched uh, just doing a little history on Little Richard, and he 
he would stand up and play the piano, not like sit down and then stand up and kick the chair over. He would stand up to like a grand piano and play and sing that whole way that time. That's just how he was. He, and this is in the 50s. This is like unheard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said to remind you, you have a note about Don Arden. So Don Arden, Don Arden was also Air Supply's manager when they first started. Oh, wow. And a little known fact was Sharon Osbourne's dad. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yes. Is that how Sharon and Ozzy met was through Don Arden? I would assume so. I've, I've heard Graham and Russell from Air Supply talk about little Sharon, well, Sharon Arden at that yeah. time, running around at their meetings. Like she would just be running around being, being a little girl, <laughs> just doing her thing. Crazy. All right, there you go. Soundtrack of the week, Little Richard. All right, we'll tell you why that was chosen by Johnny for our lesson in music history and soundtrack of the week coming up in segment three. But right now, with Boss Baby Family Business out in theaters, regrettably, <laughs> poll question this week is about animated movies. Specifically, name an animated movie you saw begrudgingly, but ended up really liking it. Hop on Twitter at Johnny Lightfoot1, at Austin Horton, at Zone Sports Net. I told you my answer last segment was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Mm-hmm. You uh, were going to tell us yours, and I, why don't you get us started? What was yours? You know, I kind of agree with that, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. When I first saw the trailer, I thought, this is stupid. This <laughs> looks horrible. What is this even about? And then finally seeing it, um, I really enjoyed it. But, Austin, I'm going to go against the grain, and I af- actually have to go with uh, uh, the Minions movie. Oh, just the minions. The no, 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 no. What's the first one called? Despicable Me. Despicable Me. Okay. Thank you. All right. Oh, that's 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 a good answer. Yeah, we watch those three times a week. They're at our house. they're awesome. Yeah. And I, when I first saw it, I was like, eh. I, see, I'm not a bit. I was, and this shouldn't shock you because I'm not a fan of The Office. But I wasn't a Steve Carell fan for a long time. Why? I don't know. I just for some reason did it, and Crazy. that. And so because of that, I didn't really get into Despicable Me. Now they're the funniest thing I've seen. All right, uh, well, I think that's a good answer. Mikey uh, first responded with <laughs> uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little with Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. Which is a terrific movie. Yeah. But it's not an animated movie. Nope. So he missed the word animated. He went to The Man Who Knew Too Little begrudgingly and ended up liking it. So then I called him on it, and he answered with an animated movie that I've never heard of. Oh, what was it? Over the Garden Wall. One of my all-time favorites, tons of symbolism and hidden references over the garden wall. Never I, heard of it. I don't know this one either, so it sounds like something we need to watch. I trust Mikey. I think we should watch it. Now, I agree with this one. This one was me as well. Jordan says, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Really? Saw that begrudgingly and liked okay. it. Okay. I was definitely, that applies to me as well. Another one I've never heard of. Dan sends in Paranorman. It was glorious. Oh, this was, uh, was this a Tim Burton? It looks Tim Burton-ish. Yeah, I think I did see this one. About the pilgrims, apparently, or a pilgrim, or a kid dressed as a pilgrim. I don't know anything about it. No, he's not. It's about the Mormons? No, it's not about (laughs) the Mormons. All right, Greg says, I know you asked for animated movies and that this answer doesn't count, but I would say Ant-Man, pleasantly surprised by that movie. Uh, in fact, and Mikey replied, that's animated. And there is animation in Ant-Man. It's just CGI animation. CGI, sure. Yeah. Uh, I had the exact exact opposite experience with Ant-Man than Greg. I saw it begrudgingly and still begrudged that I ever saw it. 
I didn't care for Ant Man. You're not a Marvel fan though. I but you know, you're not like them. us. I love Paul Rudd. Sure. But that's a terrible movie. Slap at a base. <laughs> uh yes, I went to bed. Sends in the Incredibles. Wow. Saw that begrudgingly? Wow. Don't trust Pixar? Hmm. Brianna Barker of Utah Jazz TV says, Hear me out. David Spade as a prima donna llama. <laughs> I wonder how many people uh, went to that begrudgingly and ended up really liking The Emperor's New Groove. I bet a lot. Because it looks really dumb. It looks like a waste of your time. It does, yeah. And then you see it and you laugh your head off. Justin says it's a great movie and wildly underrated. Kyler says, surprisingly, Zootopia. I'm with you, Kyler. In okay. Fact, I think it should have won an Oscar, Zootopia. It was up against Moana. Moana won. Of course. And uh, Adrian and I used to have this battle where I'd say uh, Moana was better animation, but Zootopia was the better movie. Hmm. So. I don't know. That's actually a good choice right there. Mig says Brother Bear. I, uh, didn't, I never liked Brother Bear. No. You, you might recognize the, yeah, the gift yeah, of Brother Bear. Yeah. Uh, John says Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Wow. A lot of people... Went uh, saw that and went another Spider Man and now it's everyone's favorite Spider Man. It's uh yeah Miles Morales as Spider Man, not the normal Peter Parker. Well, sorta. And the the multi yeah the multiple, multiverse. Yeah. Yes. Nate says the Lego Movie. Really, the first one is brilliant. Well, this- that's what he means. But I think when that first came out, people were probably one eye one eyebrow up, like let's see how this goes. Okay. And Christopher uh, Miller and Philip Lord. They knocked it out of the park. And then finally, Unusually Plain says Coco. Coco. The, uh, yeah, the guitar one. The, the musician. Day of the, Dead. Day of the Dead. Yep. So there you I go. Didn't, I didn't see that. I That's one You've that- You've never seen Coco? No. That's one that I just looked at and said, this this looks like, what, what's the movie that was very similar? The Book of the Dead? Is that what it was called? Yeah. yeah. That, I Book thought it was life. just Book yeah. of Life. Yeah. Same, I thought it was the exact same movie. It is, but it's better. Okay. Okay. It is the exact same movie, but it's way better. And the the music alone in Coco is worth your time. Okay, I can see that. Hey, and just phenomenal. a just a quick programming note: uh, Paranorman was not Tim Burton. Oh, it was uh, Sam Fell and Chris Butler. Heard of neither of them. Starring uh, your favorite Anna Kendrick. Ah, oh, that's why I didn't see it, or or, or that's why I put it on. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's married to Judd Apatow. Mm-hmm. Plus many others. John Goodman. All right. Paranorman. I, Dan says check it out. Maybe everyone else will. I probably won't because Anna Kendrick. Right. Yeah, she's your favorite. All right. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll wrap up this week's edition of The Movie Zone with a From the Archives. Soundtrack of the week was uh, Is Little Richard. Is Little Richard. And Johnny will tell us why that's Soundtrack of the Week when he tells you about facts unknown and little known about blank in the next segment right here on the movie zone. Gonna tell and Mary Bond Uncle John. He claimed he had the music, but he had a lot of fun. Oh baby. Yes, baby. You're locked on to the movie zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 975-1280 the zone in the Zone Sports Network. Final segment this week here on The Movie Zone. I'm Austin Horton. He's Johnny Lightfoot. Soundtrack of the week, Little Richard. This is, of course, Long Tall Sally. 
<laughs> what? What? Now, come on. It's hard for me to say that. Long, tall Sally. Long, tall Sally. And if you don't know the movie by this song alone, then you've never seen this movie. And I, in fact, have not because it looks and sounds and is really dumb. Well, Austin, to quote the movie, they only come... When it's really hot. The summers summers that are really hot. (laughs) And guess what, Austin? This summer is really, is going to be really hot. And we've joked about it for years. Cue the bandstand music. We're talking about Predator. Finally, talking about Austin's favorite movie that he's never seen. We've joked about it for months. We've joked about it for probably a good year. We are finally getting into 1987 Predator. Okay, so just to be clear, this week's show started with a movie zone movie showdown about two films from 1988 starring Christian Slater, neither of which I knew existed until that. Right. And we're going to wrap up this week's edition of the Movie Zone with a film from 1987 that I clearly know about. I could tell you the plot from start to finish, but have never seen it and never will see it. Austin, there's a mommy tomato, a daddy tomato, and a baby tomato. The baby tomato falls behind. The papa tomato goes over to it, steps on her, and says, Catch up! Come on, buddy. It's time to catch up. Why did I know that you were going with that joke? I don't know. It's so stupid. Dumb. All right. So stupid. Tell the people the little known, known, and unknown facts about Predator. Predator 1987, written by Jim and John Thomas, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Kevin Peter Hall, Bill Duke, Sonny Landham, Jesse Ventura, Shane Black, and a name that I'm sure Larry Tassoni put in here that I can't pronounce. Jesse Ventura, the former Minnesota governor. And Jesse the Body Ventura, former wrestler. <laughs> Way to go, Minnesota. You voted for him. Rated R with a runtime of one hour and 47 minutes. Has a budget of $15 million and a worldwide gross Austin of $98.2 million. Hmm. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 81% critics and an 87% fans and a zero percent austin yeah well you know (laughs) all right austin the original concept for this film was a joke you don't say someone said the only (laughs) this listen this is how accomplished it this is how it started someone said the the only person rocky balboa has yet to fight was et the extraterrestrial Okay. So, of course, they made the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and an so alien. They got Creed, Carl Weathers. However, the Predator in the movie itself is only in the movie for eight minutes. How you like them apples? Well, then maybe I could stomach it if it's a movie that... Because I've always thought it was heavy on the CGI alien nonsense. No, and let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over this here in just a second. Kay. It's not CGI. Oh, yeah, in 1987 it wouldn't have been. Uh, The film provided a variety of hardships for the actors, such as leeches, snakes, stifling humidity, heat. Personal pride. (laughs) Rough terrain. Self-love. Self-love, yeah, all that fun stuff. Self-esteem. In fact, being able to look themselves (laughs) in the mirror. Check cash. Call themselves a professional (laughs) uh, uh, athlete, actor. 
All of the night scenes were filmed during freezing cold temperature, which is was especially hard on Arnold. In fact, during the it's latter cold. <laughs> during the latter half of the film, where he had mud, he had to wear mud in this, by the way, which was actually pottery clay. Became cold and wet. He was warned. It's not mud. It's pottery clay. <laughs> he was warned it would take his body temperature down a few degrees, and he shivered nonstop. Even when they tried to heat him with lamps, all it ended up doing was making the clay dry out. What a baby! He tried drinking a schnapps mixture to warm him, <laughs> but guess what that did? It made him drunk. It made him drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then they really couldn't understand a word he said. <laughs> Had no idea. Well, the invisibility cloaking effect was achieved with a bright red suit because it was the farthest opposite of the green of the jungle and the blue of the sky, the size of the predator, right? So the red was removed from chroma key techniques, leaving an empty area. The take was then repeated without the actors using a 30% wider lens on the camera. When the two takes were combined, optically, the jungle from the second take filled in the empty area because the second tape was filmed with a wider lens. A vague outline of the alien could be seen with the background scenery bending around its shape. So just so you know, they were nominated for this. Yeah, they should be. It sounds like it. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, And, you know, of course, the red suit is what cloaks. What do you think Santa does every year? That's why he hides. cloaks you. Yeah. So are you saying that Predator is Santa? I'm saying that Predator might be the best Christmas movie ever, yeah. <laughs> we all know what that is, Gordon Monson. <laughs> all right. Well, Sonny Landham. We all know Sonny, right? Sure. Well, the studio's insurance company would not agree to insure the production unless a bodyguard was hired for Sonny Landrum, who played Billy, for the sole purpose of protecting people from Sonny. What? The bodyguard follows Sonny everywhere to ensure he would not get into a fight since he was well known to be violent and short-tempered. Kind of like you. No, I'm not violent. Definitely (laughs) (laughs) short-tempered. So I need a bodyguard for myself? For yourself, to protect people from you. Help me help you? Okay. (laughs) You got uh, one minute. All right. Well, Dutch's line, Minutes get, to the, get just... to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Is Arnold Schwarzenegger's personal favorite catchphrase from all of his films he's ever appeared in. Really? Yes. Why? I do not know. He has know. so many ones that are better. Huh? I think so. Stick around. It's not a tumor. That's probably my favorite. <laughs> and in an interview, Carl Weathers said the actors would secretly wake up as early as 3 a.m. to work out before the day shooting. Weathers also stated that he would act as if his physique was naturally given to him and would work out only after the other actors were nowhere to be seen. Wow. I don't know. That's so dumb. Just, you know what? Pride. All right. And then finally. Finally. This film was the second biggest opening weekend in 1987 to Beverly Hills Cop 2. Beverly Hills Cop 2 had the largest opening weekend Predator was second. And as much as I dislike Predator, or at least the idea of it, it's probably oh, it's better. of it's, that being better than Beverly Hills. It's better. Than, Beverly Hills Cop 1 was fun, but 2? No. Not needed. No. no. 3? I never saw 3. Yeah, there was a 3. Huh. All right, Johnny, that's it for this week's edition of the Movie Zone. It was a silly one, Austin. It was. Uh, coming up next week, though... We'll talk about the release, the opening of Black Widow. Yes, and I'm excited. 
I have come a long way in my uh, respect for and adoration of uh, Scarlett Johansson's acting skills. Really? She used to just be a pretty face. Okay. She's really become maybe the world's best actress. She's great. Yeah. So well, I'm excited for that movie, even though it is another Marvel. It will do lots of money. It will do lots of great uh, reviews. Uh, I'll probably eventually see it, but I'll be one of nine people in the world that won't see it next week, probably. Wow. I will be seeing it opening night. So uh, we'll talk about that. And then later, sometime this year, the movie we didn't see. The movie that shall not be named? We, we legally didn't see it yet. No. It wasn't Top Gun. No. It, it, it wasn't Black Widow. It, nope, it wasn't. And it wasn't Boss Baby Family Business, because that was nope, regrettably it, it this It wasn't that either. All right, uh, we'll be back next week. He's Johnny. I'm Austin. This is the Movie Zone. Have a happy and safe Fourth uh, of July holiday. We'll be back on Tuesday here on the Zone Sports Network. We'll be back. Okay. Oh, <laughs>